How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Haunted Cafe. It is almost October, like literally two days away, and so it's time for us to get into really spooky stuff. Now, I know, like, this channel is pretty much already, like, crazy spooky stuff, but I feel like I need to up my game a little bit. So today, we're going to be talking about the 11 Miles Ritual. Uh, before we begin, we have to talk about our tea, of course, and today I have something a little bit fall-themed, at least in my opinion. So today I'm going to be drinking vanilla. <laughs> I almost said vanilla. Or <laughs> I almost said, I don't know what I was trying to say, but I'm tasting vanilla caramel black tea. And it's by Bigelow, I think. Um, I think that's how you say it. Uh, the ingredients is black tea and natural slash artificial flavors. But yeah, vanilla caramel. Um, when I first opened the... Ooh, I meant to do that. <laughs> when I first opened the little, like, package, I could smell the vanilla just, like, straight up. I'm sure that there's, like, the vanilla extract or something like that in there. Um... I can still smell it now, and I feel like I smell more so the vanilla than, like, caramel or anything like that. Although, I'm not not really sure what caramel smells like. Like, I guess I'd have to smell it first, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, it's just not, I guess it's just not a memory that's, like, stored, if that makes sense. But, anyway, let's try it. Mm, yeah, that's pretty good. I I feel like I do taste the caramel, but that also could just be, like, the familiar flavor of vanilla. If I'm, you know, like, if... I don't know how vanilla... It's weird because it's like, you know, these are flavors that you should know, like, by hand, by heart. But, like, when you're tasting something like a tea or, or like, for example, those Mountain Dew, like, mystery flavors... You think you know what the flavor is, but then when they announce it or whatever, it's it's wrong. So, like, this new one, the new Voodoo flavor is actually, um, what was it? Cherry something. But, you know, it doesn't taste like cherry. But, anyway. Yeah, I guess this is vanilla and caramel. <laughs> uh, I like it. It's really good tea. Um... It definitely has, like, a fall flavor, but, yeah. Alright, so let's get into the whole reason why we're here. The 11 Miles Ritual. <laughs> so I think the first time that I heard about this ritual was actually when I was watching uh, Sam Golbash, I think that's how you say his last name's channel, um, from Sam and Colby, um, he did the 11 miles ritual a few times and I mean, you know, he had experiences. I wasn't there, so I can't be like, oh, they were true or they were false or anything like that. But according to the rules and stuff that I'm going to go over today, he did not do the challenge right. But I'm pretty sure no one's going to do this challenge right and like record it, if that makes sense. Uh, we'll get into what I mean by that. But so, it's not really well known where this ritual actually came from, like, you know, in general. Um, but the website that I, of course, got it from was Creepypasta. Um, I'm not sure if it came, like, 
before, like, you know, if it was written out before Creepypasta or it was, you know, purposely written for that website, you know, um, the rules are on there and they're all written out by a man named Richard Southern. Um, and he wrote it on October 6th, 2013. I almost had a stroke trying to read that, (laughs) which is kind of cool because October 6th is like really kind of close and 2013 was 10 years ago. So cool. Uh, you know, (laughs) um, I'm not sure, like I said, I'm not sure if he's the original author. I'm pretty sure he is, but he is the one to at least give, like, the most details about this ritual. Um, and I am going to leave a link to the creepypasta in my description. So if you want to go read it for yourself, definitely check it out because it is intense, if I do say so myself. Um, so now first things first. The reason to do the ritual. Because that's kind of like the whole point of rituals is like, what's the end result? Like, if you think about it, the, um, the phone numbers that we talked about last week, you know, obviously you're calling those for a reason. So when you're doing rituals, you're doing them for a reason. Um, according to Richard, the whole point of this 11 mile drive is to get granted a wish. I feel like wishes come up a lot in like these rituals for some reason um now it's not just any old wish you know it's not something that you should make up on the fly um but it's something that you should deep down want or need um maybe something like a more stable career with better money or maybe better mental health i'm sure a lot of us could use that um you could You could do something like ask for a girlfriend or a boyfriend to come your way, but that's also like tempting um, fate a little bit. But, I mean, it's up to you. If that's what you want, you could wish for it. I don't think you can necessarily like wish a certain person to come your way, but you could like wish for a relationship. Um, But yeah. So, like I said, Sam... Golbash, for example, from Sam and Colby, um, he actually wished to hit a certain amount of followers on his Instagram, and he did it, you know, as far as I know, I, I, I think it happened pretty much at, like, the end of the year that he did that ritual, but he did end up getting those followers, so, and he also kind of described it like he got, he got them in, like, droves, Like, it was almost like overnight he started to get a whole bunch of followers. So, it could just be that this ritual worked. I mean, you know, that's... It's kind of like... It's not the only way to describe, like, um, to get so many followers at once. But it's a cool explanation. Um, but yeah. So, once you have your desire, like, what you want, uh, the next thing you're going to need is a car. Um, or just some type of vehicle. Uh, the post says that you could just use like a motorcycle or a four-wheeler or something, but in my opinion, a car seems like the best way to go. Uh, you'll see why. Um, you definitely want some kind of like shelter between you and the open road. Um, once we get into things that might happen during the journey, uh, you will want to stay in the car, 
um, where you can kind of, like, lock your doors and drive away. Like, I don't necessarily think that locking your car doors would do anything, but I guess it's just kind of, like, the security, you know, the feeling of security. So, uh, the next thing that you need to do is to find a long strip of road, uh, that's basically completely surrounded by woods. Uh, according to the post, you'll know when you are on this road. Um, so I guess that kind of just means, like, drive around, um, and get a feel for your environment. Um, once you feel like you found your starting point, start, or, yeah, stop, and then get ready to start. It's a little confusing, because you're like, let me stop to get started. But, you know, um, of course, it has to be nighttime, Uh, preferably when other cars will not be out on the road because you want this road to be empty. Um, so you could probably go between midnight or 3 a.m. Um, you have to be by yourself, which sucks. You can't go out, um, in like a friend's group or even with one other person. You have to be entirely by yourself. I'm wondering if that's because, like, since you're the one that's getting the wish, There's no reason to have someone else in the car with you, but, um, a really cool thing that Richard said in the post was, you need to search for the road's hint in order to pull down the right one. Once you're close, you will see or feel its signs, but what the signs will be will depend on what it is you desire. For example, if you're in search of wealth, you may spot shimmers on the empty branches of trees as they resemble the shine of gold or diamonds. If you seek love, you may begin to see rose petals slowly dance in the light breeze, blowing in the road's direction. If you seek revenge, you might sense of an you might sense an ever-growing feeling of heat or anger in your body as you approach. I just thought that was really cool because, you know, it's something that's not really common in, like, the YouTube videos that I watch on this. Like, no one really finds, like, the diamonds or rose petals or something like that. So, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to talk down talk YouTubers because I am one, obviously. But, like, I feel like the only way that this would maybe honestly work is if you did it without something recording you. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it would be more intense and maybe more probable of happening if you weren't recording. I don't know. Maybe not. But, like, the way that this post describes the 11 miles ritual, um, a lot of people don't have a whole lot of these, like, things happening in their videos. So... I don't know if they're doing it correctly. Um, So once you find your road, you will want to follow these rules in order to make sure that you are doing the ritual correctly and so that you don't make your situation worse than it will be. (laughs) It will get worse. (laughs) Um, So the first rule is don't go over 30 miles per hour. Um, It said unless you absolutely need to get through a mile of the road, you can go over it. Um, but they want you to kind of go slow. Like, they want whoever this is that's in charge of this ritual wants you to go 
slowly so you can experience a really scary ride. You know. Um, number two is do not open your windows during the drive. Um, you won't want to anyway. <laughs> do not attempt to leave your vehicle at any point in time until the end of the 11 miles ritual. Do not turn on the radio during the drive. Um, don't use your phone, which that's for any type of drive, you know, don't drive and text, you know, even if you're doing this ritual, just don't do it. It's stupid. But, and then also buckle up, which is also for every type of drive. So, um, it is said that you should, that you can and should turn on your heater because it will start to get extremely cold in your car, even in like the dead of August or dead of summertime for us U.S. people. Um, don't turn around, and if you do turn around, you will be stuck in an infinite loop until you run out of gas and eventually freeze to death. So, pretty much what that means is, like, don't turn your car around, you know. You can look, sometimes you can look backwards, but don't actually, like, turn your car around. <clears throat> so, now that you know your list of rules to follow, or to not follow if you want to, um, you can begin. So, the first mile. The first mile should be pretty simple and not too scary. Nothing will really happen except that you might start to get cold. Uh, the post says just to relax um, because things are going to get worse from here. Um, if you look up at the sky, you'll notice a lot more bright and notable, notable stars in the sky, even if it had been cloudy before. Second mile. Um, so for the second mile, you will really start to feel like a chill. Um, like the temperature will drop down 20 degrees. Like, you know, if it's 60, it'll drop down to like 40. You know, um, it's important to keep your heater on as high as possible. Um, because as you continue to drive, like I said before, it's just going to start getting colder and colder. Um, it doesn't even matter if it's in the summer months, like I said, it's just going to be so cold that you'll start to freeze. Um, <clears throat> it's also said that as you drive, the road conditions are going to start getting worse. The road will become more twisted, more dangerous, with potholes and huge bumps, like unbelievably damaged. Um, the post says to just take your time and to try and keep your car in the best possible shape um, because if not and your car fully breaks it down, once again, you'll freeze to death. So, you definitely want to keep an eye on your car. Uh, you should anyway. Like, you shouldn't just normal driving. You shouldn't just, like, go 60 into potholes because that'll mess up your car. But it's common sense, I think. <laughs> third mile. At this point, things are starting to get pretty serious. During the third mile, you will start to see human shapes within the branches of the trees. Don't look at them. No matter what, you, no matter what do not look at them. Even if they seem to be approaching the car, just don't do it. Just keep driving and mind your business. You know, you know, just keep going. <laughs> 
Also on the third mile, the road will randomly turn to a dirt road, making it even harder to drive and more dangerous. Um, It'll also start to kind of like shrink and expand in size, so just keep driving in the center. Um, You shouldn't have to really worry about other cars, so like, you know, it'll like zigzag if that makes sense, like, you know, um, but just do your best, stay in the center of the road, and yeah. Um, so, to me, this is honestly giving me, like, back roads, road, or, yeah, back roads, back rooms, road vibes, right? Like, there's nothing going on, you can't see anything, like, I feel like this is definitely a room in the back rooms, or I guess a not room in the back rooms. So, mile four. So, You thought that mile three was pretty intense, right? Maybe not. Well, four seems to get worse. Uh, For one thing, more human figures are going to start to appear, and this time they're going to start trying to talk to you. So if you're an introvert, you gotta ignore them. I mean, you should ignore them anyway, but, you know, introverts might honestly have, like, a better chance of doing this because we avoid everybody. So, it's kind of easy. But, um, so you won't just start hearing them whispering from, like, outside of the car. Oh, no. They're going to be in your mind. So, it's like, you know, they're just jumping in here to say hi. And they're going to start, They're just going to start, like, whispering to you. Um, and they'll say all kinds of things. Um, but you don't want to try and, like, understand what they're saying. You just want to keep driving. Um, just ignore them. Keep driving. Um, according to their creepypasta posts, it says that if you try to figure out what they're saying, um, you're actually drawing them to you, and you don't want to do that. So, like I said, introverted. Stay in your own lane. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Mile 5. At this point, this is where all the YouTuber videos seem to stray away from the actual challenge. Um, If you watch any of these people that play it, uh, you'll see that in this step in the 11 miles ritual doesn't actually happen. Um, During mile 5, the trees will actually start to fade away on your left side and you will see a beautiful clear lake that will appear. Uh, the lake seems to have no other side, no sense of ending, and it's, there is a giant moon in the sky above. Once again, unfortunately, because this is probably a really pretty scene, uh, don't look at it, just keep focusing on the road. Um, and, like, I even put in, like, my notes that it kind of sucks that this ritual is giving you, like, this kind of cool stuff to look at, because... It's saying, like, here's the stuff, but don't look at it. I feel like it's, it's like, testing, you know, it's testing your patience. It's challenging you to see if you will do what it asks for the things that you desi- desire. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of like there's a bunch of these weird and intense obstacles, but they're obstacles that you have to endure to get your wish. So, <clears throat> I mean... For an example, 
uh, think of something in your room right now and just try not to look at it. Like your phone, for example, try, try, try to just like set that next to you and not look at it for like an hour or so. Some people would be able to do it. Others, not so much. Um, and I feel like most of the time and most of us would have like an urge to grab your phone or grab the object like that you're, you're told not to, you know, like it's kind of like, you know, you tell a toddler to say, no, no, don't do that. And then they're going to turn around and do it because you said no. So, but the whole point of this ritual, obviously, is to ignore all of those urges and to just keep moving forward. Just keep driving. Just keep driving. (laughs) So, mile six. Yay. You're kind of halfway done with this mission. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Because there's 11 miles. You're on six. So, So, you can celebrate a little bit, but you probably shouldn't be. Um, so things in this ritual are about to get a whole lot worse. And I feel like I say that at the beginning of every mile because it's true. But so during mile six, the lake will disappear, which is sad, and the trees will come back. The sky is now completely empty and it just looks like a big empty hole, like a black empty hole, you know, above you. I don't know why I'm looking up at my ceiling, but you know. The only lights to show you your way are your car's headlights, and unfortunately, they're going to start to flicker, which is like, like, I'm scared. (laughs) The radio in your car that was turned off, of course, will now click on, and it will begin, begin to make, like, the worst screeching noises ever, and a calm voice will begin to talk to you. Unfortunately, I said that already, uh, it won't be telling you how good of a job you're doing. Um, it'll actually be telling you your greatest fears and failures, which is like, God, dad, why are you here? But <laughs> no, uh, the voice will be so intense that you will fear, feel every emotion, every fear that it's describing, but you just have to ignore it once again and just keep driving. You can't turn off the radio, but I wonder if you could just, like, this is me talking, um, I'm wondering if you could just buy, like, noise-canceling headphones and just put those on. I mean, that's not gonna save you from the voices that are in your head, like, you know, uh, I think at, like, mile two or three, but it would help this one, maybe. (laughs) I'm not sure if that would, I'm not sure if that would be, like, breaking any rules or not, but you can't turn it off, so... So, mile seven. So, the voices are back, and they're not just in your radio. Uh, This time, they're actually yelling out from, like, the distance, like, outside of the car. And, but they're growing closer every single second. Um, Soon, they will start to whisper in your ear as if they are in the car behind you, like, sitting in your back seat. Um, Don't turn around. This is a time where you don't turn around. If you do... You will once again fail the journey. Um, one of the figures are actually in your car and they're sitting in your backseat getting a free ride, which is rude. But um, hopefully, if you ignore them, they'll get kind of like bored and leave. Um, 
these figures are said to be the ones who failed before you, and they're kind of, like, doomed to roll, roam this, like, in-between area. Um, they can't hurt you unless you look at them, and then you crash. Um, they kind of, like, make you crash. Um, as long as you ignore them, you're okay. Which is crazy, because you would think that, like, I mean, no, maybe not. But I was gonna say, you would think that they'd want you to, like, survive. Like, do something that they didn't do. But no, they want to trap you there and just be, you know, be one of them, pretty much. So, mile eight. Uh, literally the first thing that it says on that post for mile eight is to slow down. It says if you're going 30 miles per hour, it says slow down. Uh, this, the road during this mile is so unpredictable that you just have to be, like, super, super careful. Um, if you aren't paying attention, you could literally swerve off of the road and into the trees. Like, it goes that intense. Like, at this point, it's not even just, like, the road conditions are bad where it's, like, bumpy. There, it's, like, snaking and swerving. So, that's scary. <laughs> um, also, the temperature is so cold that you can see your breath. If you have water in your car, like a water bottle, uh, it'll freeze. And the thing that also comes with the swerving, like, roads, like the twisty, turny roads, is that your headlights are going to start to flicker, like, on and off and even go out for a few seconds at a time. Um, it says don't panic, just slow down, but keep moving until they turn on again. Um, whatever you do, don't stop the car. Just keep going. Pay attention. You know, I feel like this is like a driver's, <laughs> a driver, uh, what is it? Like a student driver, like test, like, all right, if you can pass this and we'll give you your license. Um, the figures that I was telling you about, uh, they're now chasing you and your car, obviously, um, but as long as you keep driving, it doesn't even matter if you're driving slow, as long as you're still moving forward, you should be okay, just keep going. Uh, I feel like we need to have Dory in here saying, like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> So, for mile nine, um, to me, compared to everything that's been happening, mile nine is absolutely the worst. Um, your car is going to stall out. Yep, you heard me. It's going to stall, and that's scary. Um, you will be plunged into complete darkness. Nothing will work. Uh, no headlights, no interior right, lights, nothing. Um, you can't start your car again. Um, what you're supposed to do is to close your eyes, keep your eyes completely shut, and try to start your car as soon as possible. Um, if there are any figures near your car, like any of these dark figures, um, they will be... Well, let me, let me rephrase that. So, if there were any black figures that were chasing you, they will surround your car and the noise of, like, your engine starting back up again is supposed to, like, kind of scare them away. Um, 
<clears throat> as soon as you get your car started again, start driving again away from them. Um, basically, at this point, they're going to start destroying your car so that they can get inside to you. Um, but <laughs> once again, just keep going. Just keep ignoring them and driving forward. Um, they're going to be screaming for you. Um, just keep going. I sound like Dory. Yeah, I even said I sound like Dory. It just keeps women. Um, but yeah, it, it basically the whole point of this ritual is just keep going. Ignore people. Like, I could do that. Um, when the mile is over, they will actually retreat or stop as if there's like a physical barrier between the two miles. Um, and that's honestly probably really creepy to see. Because like, can, I, at this point, I think you could look back in your rearview mirror. So all you see is like these probably dozens and dozens of figures just lining up behind your car as you keep driving forward. That's, that's scary. And plus, like, now your car is supposedly, you know, kind of destroyed. Like, I'm sure they were scratching, trying to break windows and stuff like that. Like, that's horrible. <laughs> so, mile 10. We're almost done. Um, at this point, if I were driving, I wouldn't sure, I wasn't, I'm not sure, like, how I would feel. Um, I would definitely feel excited because, like, it's almost done. Um, I'm probably thinking, like, I can do this. I can make it. Um, but honestly, like, I've said, like, every single time, the miles get, like, more and more intense. Um, so, not entirely sure how true that would be. Um, so the voices will stop. Um, the figures will stop. And <clears throat> after you get into the 10th mile... Don't look in your rearview mirror. Like, you probably take, like, a quick peek, but then, like, don't anymore. Um, just keep driving. The road will get smoother here, and it may even go back to, like, pavement, which, like, that's nice. Um, now, instead of the trees lining the road, more figures are just lining the road. So, it's probably, like, like, how I picture this is, like, an open field with, like, a paved road, but on each side are just, like, thousands of dark figures, which, fucking terrifying, um, and they're just lining the road, watching you, um, quote, some have theorized that the beings are impressed here, that you have come a long way to the, that you have come a long way on, on the journey to what you desire. This is false. They are not impressed, but they are happy. They are happy you are about to approach the next mile. They are happy because you are most likely going to your death. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, you're driving to your death. Mile 11, the final mile. Um, your car will lose complete pow power again, just like before, only this time something is actually pulling you forward. Um, 
A red light will begin to appear in the distance, getting bigger and bigger as you get closer. Close your eyes. Do not open them, no matter what. You do not want to see what you are going through. Cover them with your hands or just keep them closed, but whatever you do, do not look around. Um, According to the Reddit post, it sounds like you're basically going through hell as the intense cold that you were feeling um, switches to intense heat. You're going to feel like your body is on fire and that your skin and flesh is just burning off. Um, You're going to be driving past screams of agony and terror. Um, This will last for exactly 31 seconds as long as you keep your eyes shut. After the final mile, the road will appear again, and you are allowed to stop the car and take a quick break. Um, Breathe, relax for a little bit. Once you are ready, you can start to drive again. Um, And you basically just drove through the bowels of hell. Um, At this point in time, you will hit a dead end. Stop here and don't try to go anywhere else. Close your eyes and picture what you desire. Sometimes your desire could change to something completely different. Um, you're, basically, you're basically thinking about the what struggles you faced to get such a desire. And you could picture it in your hands or in your life. Like you can, at this point, you've seen, you know, you've heard the bowels of hell. You've drove past all these terrifying figures and stuff like that. Now that you've worked so hard for it close your eyes and picture picture what you want. Um, <clears throat> once you feel like you have a good picture of what you want, you can open your eyes. Um, ahead of you is the beginning of the road that you just went down. Um, and then it says to check your back seat or trunk. Your desire should be there. If it isn't something that's physical, turn the car away from the road and go home and you will soon see your desire pop up in your life. You did it. Congratulations. The ritual is done. So, basically, like, to, you know, kind of, like, talk about that a little bit, is that, like, you go through hell. Like, I feel like that's a really cool symbolism, is that you, like, go through hell to get what you want. And that could even be, like, a symbolism for life, too. Like, you work your hardest, you do your best, you struggle, you save, you do whatever to get the life you desire, to get the things you desire, you know? Except this is just, like, describing a road. Um, what really gets me is after all of that, you're back in front of this same road, um, as if you're about to head back down the road. Um, If you're done, you should be able to turn around and leave the area and go home. Um, But the last paragraph in the post says something that I just can't personally imagine. Um, You could do this again (laughs) Um, and get a different desire. Uh, How many times could you do this? Nobody knows. Would everything happen again the same way? Nobody knows. Or would things get more and more intense? Nobody knows. I don't know if anybody's really, like, done it twice. I mean, obviously, like, the YouTubers and stuff like that have done it twice. But if you've actually, if you actually go through something like I described, 
would you do it a second time? I don't even think I'd do it the first time. Like, I would be super terrified. Like, honestly, I think the point that would get me is pretty much when, um, like, when they're chasing, when the figures are chasing the car. Because I feel like I could maybe ignore them, you know, from, like, talking to me and stuff. But I think the thing that would get me... It's probably, like, the flickering lights and, like, not being able to see and then them chasing me. Like, I feel like that would just be too much for me, too intense. So, I don't think I could do this the first time. So, like I said, the first time that I actually heard about this ritual was from Sam Golbash's channel. Um, I watched his videos on him doing the this ritual. He did one where he actually, like, followed all the rules and stuff. And then he did another video where he did broke all the rules. Um, it's, it is an interesting video, although, like I said, nothing like this stuff remotely happens. Um, it's still entertaining to watch. Like, I'm not down, like, downplaying anything that he did, because like I said, like, it was, it was really intense to watch. Like, I really did enjoy it. It's just, obviously, like, nobody saw, like, the gates of hell or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> so, when I watched him the first time do this ritual, I was like, oh, yeah, I could probably do this. I mean, like, driving down a road isn't that too bad. The way he described it is, like, you're just going to start, like, seeing stuff that's not there and, like, you know, stuff's going to start happening to your car, but it's okay. You know, you can do this. And I'm like, yeah, I probably could do that. Um, the only thing that I was worried about was my car malfunctioning and stuff because, I can't afford another one. So, like, that was, that was, like, my one thing is, like, I don't want my car to break down and, like, then I can't fix it. So, but now that I'm actually, like, seeing the original creepypasta and reading about, like, the full story and stuff, um, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> um, I know the creepypastas are just short stories, you know, just urban legend, or, you know, they're just horror writers, but... I like to kind of think of like, what if this was a, what if this was real? Like, what if you actually did try this and you did start getting all of these steps and stuff like that? Um, you know, it's, it's something to think about, you know, uh, but yeah. So is there any really desire that, or is there any desire that you want so badly that, like, you would go through hell and back to get it? I mean, honestly, I could name a few. Um, if I thought I could do it, um, I would probably go through the ritual a few times because, like, because, like, think about it. You could wish for a house and then, or you could wish for a paid off house and then, like, in, like, a couple days or a couple months or something, bam, a paid-off house, like, lands in your lap. You could ask for, like, money. And, like, you don't even have to be, like, I want, like, a million dollars right here, right now. Honestly, I would probably wish for just, like, money when I need it. You know, like, I'll, I'll still work. Like, I'm fine with working and stuff like that. It's just, like if my car breaks down, can I have a thousand, you know, thousand dollars to fix it type of thing? That's what I would wish for. <laughs> you know, like, 
just like a safe safety net type of stuff, if that makes sense. <clears throat> so as I said at the beginning of this, it's kind of a good idea to go through this ritual with a car. Um, it sounds a lot better than going through it with a motorcycle or an ATV. Um, especially when the figures start to, like, surround you and stuff. Um, they would be so close. And, like, the part where they're, like, wanting to take you out of the car or whatever. They are trying to pull you off your bike. You know, it's, it's intense. <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, this ritual, like, thinking about, like, the possibility of it kind of makes my chest hurt. Um, while writing this, I kept thinking about, like how I would do things or how things would go for me, like pretty much like what I would wish for. And, um, I just got like a really like sick sense of dread, like wash over me. To me, it's a really super intense ritual. So like, it's not like, you know, you get your wish, but then you die in seven days. Like that one phone number that we, uh, talked about. The whole point of this ritual is just to prove your worth for your wish and then once you get your wish it's done it's like a you know clean slate you're done and over with so but let me know what you think about this ritual down in the comments section below like would you try it what would your desire be i feel like mine like i said would be a house um because it seems like such an unattainable thing for me um i'd probably ask for that, you know, a fully paid off house with no bills, you know, just like, I can live there. And then, <clears throat> you know, I might go again and get money. Um, I wouldn't go crazy because, like, then I feel like it is, like, a selfish thing, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like the more, I'm, like, if it's something that you need, I feel like it would just be, like, a standard ritual, maybe. But then if you're kind of doing something out of, like, greed, like, just asking for all the money in the world type of thing, maybe it would be more intense. Like, that, that would be fucked. Um, but yeah, so make sure you actually go and read the original post, because it's much more spookier than, like, what I described, but I just, I definitely wanted to do this as an episode, and yeah, creeps me out, that's for sure. So, Thanks for listening, guys. You know, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe. This podcast is also available on YouTube. It's also available on Spotify. So whichever one you're listening to, go check out the other ones. Um, it's also available, I think, on like Amazon Music. Um, check wherever you get podcasts to see, you know, if it's on there. Because honestly, I don't know. It's everywhere. But... Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.